Welcome to episode 5 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Steve Fountas, and today's show we're going to talk about our favorite wrestling toys and video games from the past. Uh, as always, Eric Sanchez is with me, but I also have an extra special guest here, which I'll introduce him in a second. Before we get started, once again, you can always follow us on Twitter at ppwpodcast, ppwpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us a note, or also on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can subscribe on both of those. End of last show, I mentioned a little project I want to start on, WrestleMania Memories, where I wanted to get people's live experiences who have been to WrestleMania every year, and now that we're right in the middle of WrestleMania season, I figured now is a good time as any to get started on that. Uh, I had some pretty good feedback on that, probably about 10 people so far willing to come on the show and talk about it, who have been to WrestleMania in the past. If you reached out to me, just know that I'll be contacting you sometime in the next week, and we'll get you on the show um, with the countdown up to WrestleMania. Like I said, Eric is here. Eric, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Doing good. And also extra special guest, Patrick Sheridan. Patrick. What's going on? Pat's ready to go. Happy to be here. <laughs> Pat's uh, been my friend for a long time, pretty much sixth or seventh grade. And he, I wanted him to come on because a lot of my toys and video game memories involve him and our other friend who didn't want to be on the show, but that's okay. Boo. Yeah, boo to him. He's another Eric. Eric with a K. Eric, yeah, the worst. <laughs> Also, I'll mention, uh, normally Eric and I are up in my man-boy room with all the wrestling toys and, and posters and stuff up, but because we have an extra person here today, that room's a little tight, we're downstairs, so you may hear a little bit different sound or an echo or my dog barking in the background, just ignore that. All right, you guys ready to get started? Yep. Okay, yeah. cool. My first thing I want to talk about is the WWF Hasbro toys, which to me are the best toys that the WWF ever come up with. For those who don't know, I'm sure you know. They're the little plastic, what do they say about, what are these things, like six, seven inches tall? Yeah, about. Okay. Yeah, and they all were spring-loaded, and basically they all had a little move. Either I have the Repo Man in my hand here, and he would um, spring, <laughs> I'm pushing his head down now. He would spring up, and there he would just bounce. Not, not, not much to it, but when you were a kid, you had to use your imagination a lot. The Hasbros I remember having is I definitely had Hulk Hogan, definitely had Ultimate Warrior, definitely had Shawn Michaels, definitely had the Bushwhackers for some reason. The Bushwhackers were like a toy that I got that my aunt, who didn't know me very well, knew I liked wrestling, was like, whatever, you don't like this, I guess. So she <laughs> gave me that. Uh, and there was a, I also had the one, Doink the Clown. And I think I talked about this before where Doink was awesome because the Hasbros are just all hard plastic and their hair is painted on. But the Doink the Clown, his wig was an actual fabric hair, like yarn, which I thought was really cool. Uh, also, I had The Undertaker, and The Undertaker was cool because he looks just like him. They even gave him, like, the under purple eye thing. And also, it's a little 
special thing for me because when the Target in my town first opened up, they had like a special employee-only event. And for some reason, my mom were driving by there, and we just walked in. They're like, are you employees or friends? We're like, yeah, sure. So we walked in, and because it was a Target employee event, there was 25% off of everything in the store. And normally, if I was asking, asking for a toy, I'd be like, no, you know, it's your Christmas, your birthday, you're not getting one. But because it was 25% off, I got to pick out a Hasbro, and I had to choose between The Undertaker and Bret Hart. And I, don't, I did have to anguish over it, but I picked The Undertaker, and I'm happy with my decision. He's, I still have him, that original one. Uh, I do not have the Bret Hart, but I did go back later and buy the Bret Hart. Um, I don't want to go too much. I feel like I'll talk forever. Eric, do you have any Hasbros or anything, memories? Well, I told the story before. <clears throat> Excuse me. When I, I think it was a Series 1, because Series 2, Series 3, all the ones that came after that, I didn't really feel like they were the cool ones because I liked everything in Series 1. Like, there was Superfly Jimmy Snuka, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Didn't, wasn't Akeem in Series 1? Yeah, Akeem. Which is weird because he was not a big star. Uh, Twin Towers, I guess, at that time. But he was just a parody of the American train Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, but still, he was in Series 1. And okay. I think even the little collector bug in me is like, i got to have every single one in Series 1. The only one I couldn't find and couldn't get, because I don't know if it was rare, it had to have been, because I don't think everybody wanted Andre the Giant. But I went to, I remember KB Toys. Mm -hmm. I was at KB Toys, didn't have it. Good old KB Toys. Toys R Us didn't have it. And then the Jewel Osco, the grocery store that... I bought. Uh -huh. I asked my mom for most of them. I got most of them for Christmas. That's what I got from there. That's hilarious that you find it at a grocery store. Yeah, because I I go there every now and then just to see if they have more WWF or Still? WWE stuff. Yeah, just to see if they you know just say <laughs> hey you know these are you know kind of selling <laughs> let's let's uh, carry them. But I remember, I don't know. I just had so much fun with those. I had the blue ring. Okay, the blue ring was the original one. Now, did you have the yeah. one that talked? No, I just yeah, had the sounds. blue ring that came with the title belt mm -hmm. and the American flag. Yeah, and the title belt, everybody lost. Um, but the also the blue ring and the yellow ring had this where on the outside there was a little fake announce table with a fake TV screen. There was a picture of Hulk Hogan on it. Yeah. So you could have announcers on the outside. Uh, there was a big, big WWF sticker in the middle of it. And then obviously the big, there was an American flag in the corner. And it was a pretty tall plastic flag that... I used as a weapon on my ring. Yeah, I had a hacksaw carry it out. Okay. <laughs> that, or that or the two-by-four. <laughs> well, you mentioned the blue one. I had the yellow ring. So the yellow ring came out because before that, the blue ring I didn't have, but I had like a generic ring that my mom got from like the dollar store or something. But to me, I didn't care. It worked. All my friends had the official blue ring. But then eventually the yellow ring came out. And what's cool about the yellow ring is it had a flag, but it wasn't the American flag. It was a big WWF flag, but the logo was black. So, again, I made the bad guys use that to attack my other guys in my Hasbro world when I was booking my Hasbro territory. Yeah. <laughs> um, the yellow ring I've since found is super hard to get and super rare, yeah. which sucks because I'm not spending $300 on a toy, but I'm so pissed I got rid of it. Like that's I still have a lot of my Hasbro toys, but I got rid of the ring. It was a pain in the ass to carry. It didn't fold up. It was a piece of hard plastic. It's just so pissed I don't have it anymore. Well, there's so many things I had from my childhood, including those. And when I moved out, I don't know, 12 years ago, 10 years, I don't know. It was a while ago. My mom said something, and I don't remember this conversation because I ask her every day, why would you throw my stuff out? <laughs> she, threw, <laughs> she threw out all of my wrestling stuff, all of my baseball cards, because apparently I told her I didn't want them. When those meant the most to me, I don't know why I would tell her I didn't want them. Because you're growing up, maybe. 
Maybe, but then she saved some of my He-Man stuff and <laughs> some of the dumb stuff I didn't even want. I mean, looking back on it, it's cool to to look at the stuff that I had, but I wish I had the stuff that she had given to Goodwill. Yeah. Now I imagine those, like some slob collector went in there and it's like, oh, cool, a dollar, <laughs> and then bought all my childhood memories for a dollar. <laughs> sold them on at least eBay. somebody's enjoying them. I now, hope if you're so. not going to. Pat, yeah, Pat, you got a, you're um yeah. a little younger than Eric and I, just by a few years. So you didn't really have the Hasbros. I don't think I had any Hasbros. Um, I definitely came along a lot later. And when you were collecting Hasbros, I was collecting other nerdy stuff. Like Ghostbusters toys? Ghostbusters, Aliens, some weird pirate shows on like ABC Kids. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember any of that, but yeah. The weird pirate shows. Now, after the Hasbros, there was the Jax figures. Yes. And I will get back to the Hasbros in a second. I want to, I want to include Pat a little bit here. So Pat and I had a friend, Eric, Eric with a K, who's not in the show today. He had a ton of toys, and Pat would and Eric would have interesting matchups with them. And there was one particular man, Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> do you remember Ahmed Johnson? So really quick, Eric, you want to talk about the Jax figures really quick? Do you know anything about them more than I do? Or No, I don't know too much. I just know they were more full scale. Those were actually six-inch six figures. I think these were like three-and-a-half or mm -hmm. four-inch figures. But they had more articulation and more detail to yeah. to to make them look more like it was a big, figures. It was a big upgrade from the plastic. They're opposable. And... Yeah. And around that time, I was collecting figures for display only, so I wanted figures that had, like, the best face scans mm -hmm. for display purposes. But okay. the jacks, I didn't think do that, so I never even bothered to collect the jacks because the ones that I thought I might have been interested in, I'm like, no, that's not that good. Yeah. So anyway, back to Pat and Ahmed Johnson. So the Ahmed Johnson story. Uh, yeah, uh, Ahmed Johnson went through some hard times. So I really liked the Jax toys because they were like so much more bendable, and I felt like you could have more epic wrestling matches with them, and they would go on for hours. Um, but apparently the other Eric, with a K and I, got bored of regular wrestling matches, <laughs> so we found a dartboard, um, and we're like, I think we were kind of, I don't know, going through that destructive young teenager phase, and we attached Ahmed Johnson to the dartboard, and uh, had some darts, and Ahmed never looked the same again. I think we found him years later, and he just looked horribly scarred and completely torn apart. Not, and he's worth six hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, not anymore. Not with all the holes in him. No. And I remember also Eric had the he had all the tables, like the breakaway tables. Yes. And Eric had a bunk bed, and he would also we'd have some epic matches where we would toss them off the top of the bunk bed through the tables. I remember he had a Yokozuna. The Yokozuna was huge, so we would toss him off the bunk bed <laughs> through the tables. My big thing was I always loved to incorporate other things because I had so many other toys. So I would have, like, a few wrestling toys, and they'd always be the ones that nobody else would want. I would get, like, the cane because I love cane. I also loved Ken Shamrock, so I would get <laughs> Ken Shamrock. Everybody hated Ken Shamrock. For some reason, I really love Ken Shamrock. But I also would have, like, an alien toy or Carnage from Spider-Man. And you combine the universes. I would totally combine the universes. I was having these epic crossovers in my bedroom. Um, yeah. I did crossovers, too. Because I had, well, I had uh, Marvel figures, um, Thundercats, like so many different things, and I would have a composition book, and I would draw, like, the logo for Royal Rumble and then book my own matches. So it might be Jake the Snake <laughs> Robert versus Lionel for, you know, some, <laughs> some, some title, or, you know, Captain America versus Mr. Perfect, or whatever it was. But, that's, now that's but that was who, fun. Who won? Captain America or Mr. Perfect? I think Mr. Perfect Mr. Won. Perfect I mean, he had the perfect one. plex. <laughs> he, was, he was one of my favorites as a kid. And then this this is just a total side story I'll never forget. So, Pat, I'm going to just let you tell the whole story. So there was a Jax figure, Mankind figure, 
Oh, um, no. So, yeah, he knows. And I'm just going to leave it at that and let Pat tell the Mankind story with Jack's Mankind figure. Okay, so who's, who's, whose Mankind figure was it? Was it Eric's? It was Eric's. Yeah, it was Eric's. So there was this kid. Um, let's just call him Randy. He was an interesting fellow. He was a juggalo, so he really loved ICP. A uh, very sensitive young guy, and he loved Mick Foley more than anything. Like, he loved him so much. And uh, he would come over sometimes, I think, with our one friend, Steve, our other friend, Steve. Yeah, this Scorch. is confusing. There's uh, there's two Steves and two Eric's. There's ways who, yeah, Neither of them are here right now, so it's yeah, very confusing. We'll call him Skorak. Skorak was our friend, <laughs> and he had a friend named Randy, and Skorak was also a juggalo, until I think we made fun of him enough where he no longer was a juggalo. Uh, we were we were great people, and um, so Randy Schmitz came over, and it was kind of funny to us how much he loved McFoley and Mankind, and he was kind of nerdy and just kind of a weird kid. So we took the Mankind figure. Who actually did the deed? Was it, it was you? It was me. Oh yeah, of course it was. Um, I took the Mankind figure and held it up to him outside of Eric Falstrom's other Eric's house, and slowly disemboweled the McFoley by ripping his arms off. And I think just his arms off, maybe, and his head might have come off. I can't remember which ones are actually removable. Um, and we threw them on the ground, and Randy Schmidt started crying. <laughs> he started crying. It's a terrible story. Time out, time out, time out. This isn't like, I don't know if people remember, this isn't like, you know, like third grade. This is like 18 years old. Kids. <laughs> yeah, I think I was like 14, maybe. Like, I had just graduated uh, eighth grade, maybe. Um, and But Randy Schmitz was like sobbing and crying and picked up the Mankind figure and ran away. And I think that was the last time we saw him. Um, but as he was running away, I could see him furiously trying to put the arms back into the sockets. <laughs> uh, I hope to this day he still has that Mankind yeah. figure. Yeah. yeah, Randy, if you're out there, I'm sorry. I let's go to a more happy story. So, <laughs> so I had a lot of the Jacks figures. Uh, unlike the Hasbro's, for some reason my mom was cool with buying me these, and I think it's because they were the same price as the Hasbro's. But the Hasbro's were, you know, little cheap pieces of plastic. It looked like. I mean, they're detailed, whatever. But at least the Jacks ones were big. They're rubber. You can bend them. So one Christmas I got all like almost all of them. I got Stone Cold. I got Ken Shamrock. I got. The Legion, they're not the Legion. Like I'll tell that story in a second. I got Ken Shamrock, Owen Hart, Bret Hart, Bulldog. Got like the whole Hart Foundation. I got all of them, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is the best ever!" So there's a video I found recently. It was like a home video, and we were videotaping Christmas, and there's me opening the presents, and I think it's like sixth, sixth or seventh grade, probably when I got these toys, and you know I was excited, but I was trying to play it cool, like on the camera, like, oh, thanks for the toys, mom, and. <laughs> I went upstairs later, took my dad's video camera, and like I had them all on display. And I slowly panned across my room. There's Austin, and they all they had the little stands and everything. So it was just I was so proud of them in, in private, even though I was recording. I was very proud of my toys in private. <laughs> um, Eric, do you got any any uh, toys or anything else? We could switch back and forth to video games and toys, but before I do that, I wanted to give you a chance. Well, for a while I was in a relationship, and you kind of. I don't know. I mean, you seem to play it off pretty well, <laughs> where you collect stuff and you have maintained a relationship. Yeah. Like, there were things that I, I don't know, I just didn't collect because I felt like they were too nerdy or I'd be judged too much because I'm spending money on this, but I'm not paying for that. So I felt like I had to grow up, like, when I was in a relationship. But as soon as relationships ended, I'm like, i got to start collecting something because I'm saving so much money not buying dinner, not, <laughs> not buying yeah. dates and all that kind of stuff or presents. So I'm like, I'm going to just start buying stuff for me. So I started buying... Uh, Mattel figures. I'm like, okay, these are cool. And then the, there's the, like these, the Mattel figures are the line that's out now, like the more detailed ones. Yeah. Um, 
So I just started collecting those and I started off with, I don't remember, maybe Demolition because they were a little bit more expensive. I'm like, I'm going to get the more expensive ones before they go up even more. So there was Demolition, Legion of Doom, uh, Bret Hart, John Cena, uh, Undertaker, I mean, CM Punk, Rain, I mean, there's so many different that I have now and I'd have half of them on display because there was too many to put out. And then I started buying pop figures. So I have like so many different things right now that I don't think I would have started collecting if, <laughs> if I was with somebody. Yeah. So even if I, you know, go on dates or hang out, I mean, there's things that do come up. And I remember one girl telling me, she's like, what if uh, you were with somebody that told you, you had to get rid of all of it? I'm like, well, she'd be gone. <laughs> so <laughs> I was going to ask you, are you going to pick the figures of a relationship? And look, you got your answer. Oh, I definitely keep my stuff. It's, <laughs> why would I sacrifice all of that? Because it makes me happy. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you collect the Funko Pops, Brett. Pat's in the Funko Pops, too. I I have a handful, but I know if I start buying them, I'm just going to want all of them. So it is a slippery slope. It's yeah, terrible. Yeah. Like, you can get, like, oh, my God, there's a Kevin Owens. Oh, my God, there is a Breaking Bad. Oh, my God, there's a, like, Star Wars, all of them. There's so many of them. Yeah, just with any collectible, there's going to be your chase figures, your... Um... I guess those would See, be the rare figures. You're more of a collector. I, I get stuff that, like, I just think is cool. Like, oh, I'll grab that. I don't care if it's worth I'm not, like, looking to collect it type of thing. Um, well, I know when things come out, there's going to be things that are exclusives that I know are more rare than the other. So if there's two versions of something, I'll get the exclusive. Because at one, it's exclusive, and it probably looks cooler. Yeah. What was that one magazine? Was it Ringside Collectibles? Yeah. It would come out as a magazine, uh -huh. I think, now it's just a website. Uh -huh. To me, that was the coolest thing in the yeah, entire world. I remember Because it would come out, and I'd be like, oh, my God. And I would just look at it, and all the things that I know I would never get because I had no money. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, yeah, they, they would have so many fantastic toys in there. Yeah, the Ringside Collectibles one was awesome because it's something, again, I would just study and, like, look at. Yeah. And, like, and... Like, oh, there's these figures. Oh, there's belts in here. Like, I'm never going to be able to afford this. And they were kind of overpriced, I think. But either way, it was just, I remember that was an awesome thing. And there's a website now, ringsidecollectibles.com. But before it was a flyer in the mail, basically. Yeah. Yeah. They carry a lot of high end figures, like $100. High end figures. No, like $100, $200. Like, yeah. totally, the sculpts are amazing, but I'm not going to pay that much. <laughs> That's a, If I was rich, man, I, I, mean, I probably wouldn't be rich because I would just buy so much crap. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be ridiculous. Yep. Let's switch really quick here to video games. We'll go back to toys in a second. So Pat knows more about wrestling video games and stuff. Uh, I have here, I have one of the SmackDown vs. Raw games for PlayStation. And these are the ones Pat would just play and play and play for like seven hours oh, at a time. Endlessly. So you could these. What was the one where the storylines continued after year after year? Was that the first SmackDown vs. Raw or like 2006? Uh... I think so. Yeah, but yeah. that so now the SmackDown versus Raw games and, and the WWE 2K games have like seasons and they just kind of end. There's the universe mode, but I don't want to. I have to, that takes too much time. I do that. Yeah, um, yeah, because yeah, I, I haven't bought any of the new ones lately because I'm having trouble buying a PS4 because I could just like I'm like I could spend that money doing something else more adult like. Like pay your bills. Yeah, pay my bills. Yeah, I guess uh -huh. creditors. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would do the universe mode over and over and over again, and eventually it becomes repetitive because the same run-ins happen and the same crap keeps happening. So, like the nerd in me, I would create stories inside my head about like different wrestlers and like what they would say to each other because they would just be the same thing over and over again. Like it's not like I would love for them to do a franchise mode. Yeah, that yeah. would be the best. Like if they spend as much time as, in that as a franchise mode as like Madden does, mm -hmm. and like you know, like I don't know. 
who's a wrestler right now? Dolph Ziggler could like retire at age like forty seven, and, and, like, and that'd be awesome. You could have him come back. It in would retirement. be so amazing. God oh damn! God. It. Why don't they do that? I know it's it's like they're not willing. I feel like because people just keep buying them, so they're like, why would we put that much effort into it? Like I don't that know. would be amazing. Like you, yeah, oh. you could have. Okay, here's I'm gonna create my wrestler. He's gonna play for ten years. He's gonna get hurt. He's gonna switch brand. Now they can do a brand switch. They can. Uh, Damn it, now I'm mad that that doesn't exist. <laughs> like, some of the stuff they do is pretty interactive. Like, you could actually, like, you could do a heel turn. I know you could do a heel turn sometimes if you, like, yeah. do it in the match. But then sometimes they'll have heel turns that I don't want to happen because it'll happen in a cutscene. So, like, I'll be Dolph Ziggler and he'll be a face and I want him to go against, like, Undertaker at WrestleMania and Undertaker's the big heel. And a cutscene will happen where Dolph Ziggler will hit Undertaker from behind with a chair and then the game will switch him from face to heel. So then I have to go back and change him from heel to face because I want Ziggler to be the good guy. It, it, yeah. I see what you're saying, but I'm just now my head's going to be thinking about franchise mode for WWE games. It's <laughs> all I want. If that, if that happened, my yeah. life would just be ruined. I would just stay inside all day and play it. It'd be amazing. The last game that I played was the WWE 13 with CM Punk on the cover. Mm -hmm. I remember I wanted it for Christmas. I got it for Christmas, um, but I just didn't have time to play it. They're like, pretty like in. There's, they take a lot of time. Yeah, so, I mean, just to learn the, the new moves, because, I mean, previous to that, I was into, like, an, an, I guess, easier control game. So, just to learn. My first thing is i got to know how to get in and out of the ring and how to climb the rope. How to run. <laughs> or, or how to tag. <laughs> I mean, run, yeah, running and stuff like that, but I need to know how to get out of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> in case I want to take a powder. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or climb the top rope. Like, I need to know those two things. Yeah. Um, but the... The 13 was the last one that I played. I just didn't play it that much. And then the, the times that I did, I was more or less learning how to play it. And then weeks would go by. And I'm like, oh, forget it. I'm not going to get into this. I just picked up uh, one of those Nintendo classics, and I was just playing with it now. And I got it modded, I guess, so it's got wrestling games and things on it. And those games are very, very simple. And they're almost – it'll take it took me a while to figure it out. Like, there's only two buttons. Why is this so complicated to do a move? But you realize with less buttons, you have less options on to do stuff. Uh, one of the Nintendo games I loved was Steel Cage Challenge, WWF Steel Cage Challenge. And I thought that was awesome because it was the first time there was a, a gimmick in the matches. So you can use, rather than a standard match, oh, a Steel Cage match, I'll climb to the top. And they would go, oh, oh, oh. Like those were like the sounds they would make. Yeah. And they had such a weird roster with like the Mountie and Bret Hart. And I think Hogan was still even in that game because it came out in 91. Yeah, when I, I had a knee surgery, so I was kind of stuck to the bed for mm -hmm. a while. And I would rent a lot of games instead of buy them. So I remember um, my mom rented, like, the new game, and it was a steel, a steel cage. Yeah. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Roddy Piper's in it. So I played Roddy Piper, like, most of the time in that game. And the MIDI files were horrible. But they were still good. Like the, the Listening to it now, they sound bad. Yeah, but at the time, <laughs> you're like, this is never going to get me better than this. And your imagination <laughs> has to work with it, too. Yeah, and Pat and other Eric and I have a lot of – history with n64 games yes particularly so it started off with wcw versus nwo world tour which was good and yeah like, but it was kind of like it's a little like blocky and choppy and, and slow it, and there was some music in there right yeah and there was also a cheat where anytime you wanted to kick out you just tap the joystick on the 64 controller mm -hmm. but then came wcw nwo revenge and that and was that's the best one i think i think that might be the best video game ever for wrestling for me wcw nwo revenge yeah with um, previous to that, there was well, THQ made those games. Yes, and they every year they got better and better um, graphics wise. Yeah, 
but like the original of those was when I would play on PlayStation was WCW versus the world or yep. versus whatever. Was was PlayStation world. disc. Mm-hmm. And then the new ones came out on N64 and that might've been when the time when I bought a 64 cause I yeah. didn't want PlayStation anymore <laughs> or I had both. I had so many uh, things at one time and yeah, those were, I think in my opinion, probably the best controls, the best, they weren't the best looking, looking the 64 now. games. Yeah. The 64 games. They're still okay. Yeah. Because they're cartoony enough where you don't really notice it. Like, it doesn't try to be realistic. And what was what was the order in which they came out? So it was WCW, NWO, World Tour. On 64. Then, yeah, then Revenge on yes. 64. And then was it WrestleMania 2000? Yes. And then No Mercy? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So No Mercy was the last 64 game. Yeah, and like... WrestleMania 2000 and uh, No Mercy were cool just because it finally incorporated WWF yeah. guys, and that's what we like really loved back uh-huh. then. Like it finally incorporated that. But Revenge though was just like it's because there's so many goofy. There's like made up characters like Aki Man and, and the THQ Man, THQ Man. <laughs> yeah, just like so goofy. And, and they, they had to modify everything. Yeah, and they had the they 60 had man four, battle four outfits that you could choose from. Everybody did. You could also customize their outfits. Yeah. So you could put Hogan in like the Raven outfit. And their names, which we did, which some we can't talk about. Yeah, they, there was some they changed like Hogan's name to like a female symbol and like, <laughs> and DDPP and just so stupid. Oh, it's so stupid. And don't forget, they were the first like 3D games too. Where yeah. It wasn't just left to right, left to right. Yeah. Well, WCW versus the world on PlayStation was that too, but that was kind of the first THQ game that came out. And I was kind of like, okay, we'll figure it out type of thing. Um, so in, I mentioned in the WWW Revenge, there was a 60-man battle royal, which is awesome because it takes forever and you can have four players at once and <clears> if you get eliminated, you get to be another guy. So Eric, Pat, other Eric and Pat and I um, would always play that. And what was awesome about that at the end was when it was time to the final four, if you got eliminated, you got to stay on the outside of the ring and you can pull people out. And since it's not over the top rope, you could still cost someone else the match by pulling them out of the ring. And I'll never forget, this. Is, I don't think this will ever happen again in nope. his video game history. Once in a lifetime. So, Pat, you can tell, you can tell the tale of, oh, okay. of the... Was the, it you and I? Was it, I think it was, was, I, was I, I think I was on the outside. You were on the outside. It was me and Eric, yeah. yeah. And uh, Foundus had gotten eliminated, and there was one other like computer character out there with him. And so I think Foundus and Eric had determined to team up against me to eliminate me. Yeah. Because um, during the Rumble, he would just destroy all the guys we wanted to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at that game. That's like the one game. I'm usually not that good at video games. That's the one game I'm good at. And um, Eric and I had a really epic battle. Other Eric and I had a really epic battle in the ring. And then I think Eric kept on saying, like, grab him, grab him. He's just trying to tell Faunus to grab me from outside the ring. And then Faunus grabbed me, I believe. But the other computer character also grabbed other Eric at the exact same time, and we got dragged out, and it was like draw. Yeah. So all so the computer grabbed Eric, got I grabbed Pat. Like the, it was like the '94 Rumble all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled out the exact same time. We were all like, "Oh my god!" All that time, sixty guys. We lost our shit. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. I don't think we. Pl- I don't know if we played after that because I don't know if anything else could get that 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 good. It was like well, that that entire roster I thought was great. It had four. Four categories for WCW yep. guys: NWO Black and White. Then you had NWO Red and Black, mm-hmm. and then there were like some Japanese characters. I guess they couldn't use their names, but there were those. I mean, there were yeah. sixty. I think sixty people, right? Yeah, there was a ton of people. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. I, I don't think you were able to create a wrestler then. Not were, in that one. You were able to in WrestleMania 2000. Yeah, in WrestleMania 2000, like Pat said, was fun, and you mentioned crappy MIDI files. 
So since 64 wasn't disc, they were cartridges, they tried to incorporate theme music. It just sounded so crappy. Like, they, they were better off not putting music in there at all. Yeah. I, it was funnier to have, like, the... Because WrestleMania 2000 was the one with the theme music, right? Revenge would just have, like, the generic, like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the worst. But I look back on it, and it was like, they were just better off doing I'm that. I'm going to look up the WCW NWO Revenge intro. Oh, God, with the truck? Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't, what that was Sting? Yeah, where he's yes. like looking at the truck. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Which which video game system then, Eric? Because you mentioned, were you a Sega person or a Super Nintendo? Uh, I never had a Super Nintendo. I went Nintendo, Sega Genesis, PlayStation One, Nintendo sixty four, Xbox, uh, Xbox three sixty. I didn't want to get the PlayStation two, but I ended up getting it because. The games at the store that I worked at were mostly PlayStation games, mm -hmm. so that's what I—that's that's why I got the PlayStation. Which video games did you have for Genesis? The only game I had for Genesis was Royal Rumble, and I wore that out. Like I played that all the time. I got it for Christmas, and I think I was up till three in the morning playing it because it—it it was so cool. Like I love the intro, I love the music, I love the graphics of it. At the time, I thought it was—it it really was the best game. That one was cool because that was, again, one of the first ones, say, besides your standard one-on-one -on -one match, there's a Royal Rumble. I think you could have up to six guys in there at a time. I've got that around here. So, yeah, right in front of you, the Royal Rumble game. You can look at it. But, yeah, it's got, look at the roster. Narcissist, Lex Luger. <clears throat> Who else is on there? Who's on the the back of that? Uh, Undertaker, Hulk Hogan. Undertaker's in that one, huh? Yeah, Crush, uh, Razor Ramon, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And the thing between this one, the reason I asked you when I got here earlier, I thought you were a Nintendo guy. Okay. I didn't think you had Sega because yeah. I felt like, I don't know, like not a lot of people had Sega and everybody had Nintendo or Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. But the difference between the games was that, um, oh, let me try to find it on here. I got it in my notes. With uh, Sega, it featured Hulk Hogan, IRS, Jim Duggan, the so model. So Super Nintendo and Sega were different? Yeah, they had different characters. I didn't know they had, they had the original version, like, I don't know, maybe six characters originally to, or to both games, but the Genesis had Hogan, IRS, Duggan, the model, and Papa Shango, but the Nintendo version had Ric Flair, Mr. Perfect, Ted DiBiase, Yokozuna, Tatanka. And even back then, that's I, weird. Yeah, but I liked playing. I liked Papa Shango at the time, so, so I'm you, like, cool. I want this. <laughs> so you didn't have like the game before that, which was Super WrestleMania. That was I the might have first rented Genesis it. game. I don't remember. Now, playing it too much. Now, Pat, you didn't. Did you have any of those wrestling games or no? not? Really, no. Like the most I ever, like I would sometimes go over to you guys, like your house maybe or mm -hmm. Eric's house, and play them like with you guys. But I never. The first thing I really got into was because I got an N sixty four and then the WCW and, uh, mm -hmm. World Tour. Um, but no, I never really had these games. The uh, WCW or not sorry WWF WrestleMania two thousand. Now I remember this one because this was a like Pat said it was a big deal for us because we were WWF fans and we were finally going to get a WWF game for sixty four. That was just like the WCW THQ game. Like That's the reason I bought it too because I was starting to go more WWF because you know mm -hmm. oh it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so I went with that way. I'm like okay cool same game engine same everything's the same except it's just WWF characters. Yeah, and the thing about the WrestleMania 2000, like we said, it's, it was such a big deal. It was such a big deal that, keep in mind, this was around, it came out I think, probably 99 because WrestleMania 2000. And <clears throat> I didn't have a 64, but our other friend Eric did have a 64. And I knew he had pre-ordered the game from GameStop in the mall. 
So I wanted to make sure, for some reason I had in my head that he wasn't going to let me over to play it. I have no idea why I thought that. <laughs> like, Eric wouldn't say no to anybody ever. So yeah. So I got home from school, like, rode my bike to the mall, waited outside of GameStop because I knew he was going to get it. He's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, i <laughs> So I caught him. He's like, well, I guess we're going to go play. And we rode our bikes back to his house and played it. Yeah, like, yeah, that's why I'm here, man. Because <laughs> it came out like on a Tuesday right after school. So you bet your ass we got that. I think the one time, um, just a really quick side story about that. I can't remember if it was for 2000, WrestleMania 2000 or No Mercy, but me, Eric, and some other person I used to be friends with were supposed to shovel my aunt and uncle's house because it had snowed so bad. Uh, but instead, we ended up just riding down the hill behind their house on a sled and reading this magazine. It was like a Game Informer or something, but it had a... Where does the magazine come from? <laughs> that, that Here's where it comes in. It was a detailed, it was a detailed um, breakdown of either WrestleMania 2000 or No Mercy with every guy, every wrestler that was going to be featured in the game. So it was a preview of No Mercy. Yeah, and it was like 25 pages long. Oh my God. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. And it like detailed how to do all the moves and the differences between this and the old THQ games. Yeah, I, remember. I remember being so excited and just looking at all the WWF guys. Like, oh my God, we could wrestle as The Rock. And, oh, yeah, but that's true because I remember you would see like a magazine in the, in the store, like a little blip, and it would say, preview of the upcoming that you would open up like one quarter of a page but yes. before the internet and IGN.com and all that there was nowhere to look for stuff so that I could see you guys being obsessed like, oh it was like God. a little guide within a magazine it was, oh, right, it was so, amazing so before we go on I found the WWNWO Revenge intro let me play it here So that was the kind of music we're listening to. <laughs> oh my god! The thing about those games too, I never wanted to be like the the popular wrestlers. Yeah. Like because the, the like I wanted to be like Scott Norton, who had that one punch, mm -hmm. who go boom, and you go boom. Yeah, and their heads would just shake, and then they you know do the TKO thing where they try to get up like three times, mm -hmm. and they didn't. Yeah, I liked Laparka. Like I liked him. Oh, with the, with the wheelchair, uh, the, the wheelchair, with the chair and the yeah. the knees. Yeah. yeah, he'd come out with a chair, which was an advantage. In the in those battle royals, Le Parker coming out, he'd have the chair. Kind of like Gallagher coming out with the umbrella. <laughs> he would clear. He would clear <laughs> the rumble, ring with yeah. that chair. But as soon as you hit him, I think the chair would disappear. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then also, Revenge was the first thing to have a different entrance because remember at the time Sting came from the rafters. He would come down from the rafters in the rumble in like the battle royal. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was well. The reason I like these games is because I don't know about you guys, but I really liked WrestleFest Arcade. Oh yeah, this was. You remember, Pat doesn't remember WrestleFest. WrestleFest was awesome. It was yeah, just it was strictly arcade. Ninety one. Yeah. I remember Family Pantry, which is like a convenience store down the street from me, maybe eight blocks. I would walk there. I'm like, oh my god, I need to play this game. So I started playing I it. it. <laughs> I need it. There was there was Hogan Slaughter. Uh, Warrior Legion of Doom Legion of Doom was Earthquake could, was in it You couldn't play Legion of Doom But they were in like the, the cutscenes They scenes. were the bosses Yeah Yeah so you had to do the tag team And then Legion of Doom was the champs But just I don't know The controls and everything To me was more familiar And I liked it more Later on with these games That's what it reminded me of Because to me that was <clears> the <throat> ultimate game So these were These were just like I don't know So much cooler Yeah WWE Revenge WrestleFest top games. At the end of the show, we're going to kind of name our best. I think I've already did, but I have some honorable mentions as well. I talked about a second ago how I was crazy and met Eric at the store to get his game. <clears throat> so now with toys, it's really easy to just go online, pre-order, or call a store, just or order online from Amazon. It's there the next day type of thing. When you were a kid, Part of the fun for me when I had a few extra bucks from an allowance was going to the Toys R Us, going to the 
Walmart or the Target and like scanning the shelves, like looking for the toy that I want. And I, I'll tell this story. It was me and my friend Rob, and we were insanely looking for the Legion of Doom Jax figures. They were the Series 1 tag team. And they were so cool because they came with the, the spike shoulder pads, but they were removable. Big, big deal at the time. They were impossible to find. So every day we'd check toys. Almost every day we would check Toys R Us after school, ride our bikes up there almost every day. And we were there once and we're looking and they're not there. And I look up above the top stock of the shelf and I see a Jack specific box. And I was like, hey, Rob, look, it's probably up there. And then we go to ask someone, we ask like the, uh, the employee to get it down. He's like, no, no, we can't get those down. Those are all the same as down here. And I'm just like, we both look at each other like he's lying. He's lying. <laughs> so I'm six foot four and I was, I've always been tall. And for some reason, I asked Rob, I'm like, you should climb the shelf and get it. <laughs> Probably in my, because I was such a chicken. Like, if I get, if someone gets in trouble, I can get the hell out of here. <laughs> and he's the one that did it. And even if we get in trouble, I didn't do it. I was just with him by association. So he's like, okay. So he, like, climbed the shelf, basically had to knock off a couple boxes to get him down. So the boxes all come tumbling down. And we're looking around like, oh, my God, someone's going to come kill them. 16-year-old kids who hate their job. What the hell do they care? But what do we know at the time? So we rip open the box, and sure enough, there they are, like 10 Legion of Doom twin pack figures. Pulled those shit out, ran up to the register, bought them before anyone could tell us, no, those aren't for sale type of thing. Uh, and I'm so pissed I got rid of those two. So pissed. When I was moving, I was just like, ah, oh, you know, I saved a few of them, and they were pretty beat up. I still had the – one of them was missing the shoulder pads, but part of the hunt – was so much fun, like tr like hoping and then finding an action figure. Like, oh, it's there, yes. I, I wish that uh, we could have, you could have been there, and I could have seen that guy's face who told you that those are the same <laughs> things. He comes back, that box is open, he's like, those sons of bitches. That's what we thought. We thought <laughs> he was we, probably so mad. Well, that's what we thought. We thought like we we thought when we were we had we were convinced in our heads that when we were checking out, it was it was going to come up like, bing, bing, do not scan. <laughs> and then we thought we got away with murder, but we got those sons of bitches. Well, that Toys R Us is hardcore, man. Like, uh, Eric and I, maybe, and Ryan Gunnerson, one of our old friends, went up there to just play, play a new video game for, like, 45 minutes, and they kicked us out for loitering. Like well, you're hanging out in the store for 45 minutes. I guess, but the game's there to play. Like, how? I didn't know there was a time limit on playing the game. What game was it? I don't know. Probably. Was it when the Dreamcast first came out, maybe? Oh, God, maybe. In that terrible system. The Dreamcast was all right. It just <laughs> it was okay. it didn't make a good decision if you bought the Dreamcast over the PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got any hunt stories, Eric? I know you do a lot of collecting. But, I mean, even Yeah, now, I do collecting, but more of that's yeah i guess i drive around i used to drive around a lot like there's different exclusives that would come out and i'll hit up the toys r us in matson before i go to the one by us because the one by us doesn't seem to have anything okay but if you go to, to know if you if you go <laughs> you gotta further, check the top shelves yeah. if you go further <laughs> east there's a better chance that you'll find what you're looking for because i don't okay. think there's that many collectors or people interested in what i like okay. i also think that people are afraid to go to Masson, so maybe that's why they don't yeah Masson's not the best neighborhood sometimes but no, it's even okay. further east like i'll even go to like hammond okay <laughs> like, all, all the way to indiana <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll go with the, I'll, i never go west i'll go east yeah, we're in chicago so i Think of going completely east towards Indiana. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think the one I wanted the most what, that just came out was the Mattel Macho King. I, don't, I think it's a Hall of Fame or Target exclusive or whatever it was. But I went out all the way out to Homewood, found them there. Uh, I stopped at 
if there's targets between, you know, where I'm at to Homewood, you know, I'll stop at each one. But I found them all the way in Homewood, which kind of makes sense because that's where I kind of find most of my stuff anyway is out east. Yeah. Uh, I had a little bit of that recently. So the WWF WWE re-released um, a new version of the Hasbro figures, and they've been kind of a pain to find. And luckily, I just... I've been checking. They're Walmart exclusive. I don't like going to Walmart because every time I go in there, it seems like it's a mess and it's just uh, whatever. But I've been checking several ones. And yesterday, I went to the one by my work, and there it was. There was one Kevin Owens Hasbro. I was like, yes, I got it. And it was like that feeling you still remember when you're a kid, like, I found something. It was pretty cool to get. I could have ordered these online from somewhere, but I like going out and looking for them. Uh I talk, we talked about a second ago about the, the Sega Genesis games, and before I forget, I'm going to get back to it. So do you, did you ever play Monday Night Raw for Sega Genesis, either of you? I I believe I have, but you're going to have to refresh my memory. Okay, it's the one. Eric, did you play it or no? I might have, but there's games that I played that I didn't really like because either the controls were really crappy, the graphics were too boxy, and they kind of meshed in between the two mm-hmm. characters. It just didn't look good or feel good to me, so I don't remember yeah. The Sega Genesis um, one with Money at Raw was the one where you can use weapons. The bucket. Yeah. You could hit yeah. the bucket and go, ooh, ooh, ooh. You hit him with Over the, and over and over again. Yeah, you could beat the hell out of people with buckets and weapons and things. And here, I got the intro lined up here. There it is. Here's like the, the song intro of Sega Genesis, um, Money Night Raw, WWF Money Night Raw. Here we go. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So not bad, right? You hear that guitar solo? Oh, that's yeah, the, the synthesizer solo, I think. Masquerading mm-hmm. as a guitar solo. <laughs> and Eric, you talked about WrestleFest, the arcade game. So Acclaim released WrestleMania, the arcade game, which was literally cartoony. Did you ever play that one? I did. I didn't like it because there would be like, I don't know, doink hammers and hearts and razor blades where you had to collect them. Mm-hmm. And That was in your house, this one. No, it was the arcade one too, where they would, you, you could use that stuff as weapons or tombstones. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like it. I thought it was fun, and also at the time they were like, "These graphics are amazing. They look just like real people. It's never getting any better. <laughs> like, why are they even just try?" So that one was an awesome game, but I play it now, and it's really frustrating to play. It's funny because you know, we rag on sometimes you know the the graphics of those old games, but then you look at the new games. What's the newest? The WWE two K seventeen. Yeah, DDP's hair. Oh yeah, you we want to talk about Diamond Dallas yeah. Page's hair? It's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, it looks like a sponge. Yeah, it's like a sponge strapped to his head. It's the, <laughs> the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Dolph Ziggler's hair. For some reason, they can't get the hair right. I don't know what what is about this. Yeah, game. the w, the new the new WWE two K seventeen game. Pat and I have played it. It's fun. Pat like pets that he can play those forever. Yeah. We like just playing the computer and beating the crap out of them and throwing them off hell in the cell and oh, things like yeah. that. The uh, the original SmackDown games, I don't know if it was SmackDown for PlayStation 2 or 1, but the first one with the hell in the cell. Do you remember those? The play- PlayStation 1 or 2, the SmackDown games? I never played those games because I was more into, I guess, 64 games mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, I didn't have a 64 growing up. I hung out with Pat and Eric, and they had one, so I had a PlayStation. And the SmackDown games were awesome because... They were the first ones to be more of a realistic experience, which is funny because we're talking about fake sports, but a realistic experience for where you're playing wrestling, like the moves and everything like that. It wasn't just big power, you know, clothesline, duck, you know, punch, knockout. It was the actual move you can do with combos and things like that. But they also had a hell in the cell, 
But they made the mistake of making it too easy to fall. So computers would just walk and just go, and just basically <laughs> fall off the cell and you'd be done for the rest of the match. They made it too easy to do that. Pat, you got, you thought you were going to say something about that, the hell in the cell. Uh, no, it's just uh, there's something very uh, very satisfying about throwing somebody off the hell in the cell and, try, and trying to figure out how to do it. Did either of you guys have um, dollar store wrestling toys like the completely generic ones it was just me huh? my my terrible uncle would get them for me sometimes okay i was a snob I, I'm, like, I'm not buying that <laughs> so when we would go by my grandma's house there was a dollar store and my mom would go there because my grandma um didn't speak english my mom would go there to buy her stuff like paper towels you know and like napkins just to have in her house and i'd be like oh there's a toy can i have this and it was totally like a knockoff hulk hogan and i was like oh what the heck this is awesome and uh I remember having those, and I would incorporate those guys into my universe. So it was evil Hulk Hogan versus the real Hulk Hogan. So there'd be a storyline buildup where the evil Hulk Hogan would come into town. So Ridley, WCW stole my idea for the fake sting, if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> and the invasion. The what? The invasion. Yeah, the invasion angle. It was the invasion of evil Hulk Hogan. And you, <laughs> yeah, and like Pat said, whenever you'd get like a random toy be from someone that didn't know you, like you like dumb wrestling stuff. Here's your toy. Um, what else did I have here? Okay. We talked about the hunt for toys, and we talked about a lot of different toys. Do you have a favorite either specific toy or specific genre, either Hasbro, Jax, Mattel, and, or miscellaneous? Do you have one of those? Uh, for collectible reasons, it's it's Mattel. Like, I just love the articulation of them. I like, the, I like a lot of the face scans. The only ones that don't, that don't look good at all are the women. I mean, Paige looks good. Uh, I think Nikki Bella kind of looks good, but all the other women. You have a look... Nikki Bella toy? Yeah. <laughs> it's all a right. collectible. I've got a lot of them. <laughs> um, she, that's not an excuse. Did she make the cut on the display? Or is yeah. she Okay. No, she, she made the cut. Okay, I'm sure she Because I've kind of got it divided. There's like the Attitude Era. I've got maybe nine. Mm -hmm. Then there's like the Golden Era, which I remember, like the Jake the Snake, the Warriors, the Bret Hart's, like that kind of stuff. Then there's... I don't know, like the 2010, 12 era, then the new era. She's in the new era. Now, the new era doesn't look that good. Is that like Nikki Bella pre or post boob job? Post. Nice. Okay. Okay. So at least at least it's accurate. Yeah, that And she's you. got the divas title. Oh, okay. so she didn't give her the woman's title? Well, no, because they didn't have it yet. I'm waiting for them to make a Charlotte and give Charlotte the, the new women's title, and then I'll buy her. There you go. Pat, what about you? Favorite toy? Um. Well... Like I said before, like I always liked the wrestlers that a lot of people didn't like sometimes. Like, and Kane was always one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, and he had gotten really stale with the no mask thing. Mm -hmm. And they did, he disappeared forever. And he finally came back with the mask and attacked John Cena. And then I think Mattel's the newest line, right? Yeah. They released the Kane with the new mask, the new tights, as well as like the weird... Uh, that mask. The, yeah, the metal mask. The thing. metal. Yeah, thing. like the the welder's the, mask. Yeah, welder's mask. And um, I found that at like a Walmart, uh, and that's probably my favorite one. Um, and I got him and Daniel Bryan standing together because that was like my favorite tag team. There you go. Yeah, but that him with that those two masks is like one of my favorites. I like. Um, I'm gonna go a couple different genres. So for Hasbro, my favorite's gonna be the Undertaker one because the story I told with the Target and finding it. Uh, for the Jax figures. I'm going to go with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Despite the fact that his first Jax figure line 
he was the badass Stone Cold, but his boots had stars on them, which drove me nuts. But he's okay. He's he's still around. I still have that one. He's on my Christmas tree every year. For the Mattel line, it's got to be what I mentioned multiple times, the Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania 7 one. Uh, I also have one that my I've got one in front of me here. It's a million dollar man. And um, it's called Entrance Greats, I think. And it's uh, he's in the full getup, but it's it's got a he's on a stand, and it plays his entrance song. And it's pro- the batteries in this are probably dead, so it might sound like crap. But here we go. Let's see how this sounds. It's kind of dying. He's like evil moving on, man. <laughs> when you ask favorite, I didn't know you want like a specific figure favorite. Like I think the Mattels for me are the favorite. Yeah. Of the toys. I, I, I don't want to turn this off, so it's gonna keep going. <laughs> That's cool. Just throw it outside. Yeah. <laughs> but I think within all those, the, the CM Punk is probably my favorite because I've got which um, one? It's it's hard to say because I customed it. I got one head from one. That oh, I like oh, the most. Time out. Restart. You, you you customized your own figure. Well, yeah. So you kind of did what Pat did, destroying the figures, but not putting them back together. No, I, yeah, I guess I didn't destroy it. Like, I popped the head off one. I popped the head off both of them, swapped heads. I did, uh, like, wrist swaps because one had, like, the markered X uh-huh. on his hand, so I swapped those out to make my Frankenstein of a CM Punk. But to me, it's the best-looking CM Punk. Okay, send me a picture of that so I can send it out on Twitter, and okay. people can judge if it's the best CM Punk or not. It is. One of my other favorites is the Mr. Perfect toy. I think you got me, Steve. Yeah, uh, you got one, me. he came with a towel. It came with a towel, Yeah, and that I, was the most fantastic thing. The I, only thing better would have been if it came with gum. <laughs> I made a towel for mine. You made a towel out of what? Yeah, there was like an old rag that we had, and I had cut like a little sliver of it, and I kind of shaved off like the, the, the loose strands, mm-hmm. made it look like a real towel. It's awesome. I might nice. get a picture of that to you, too. Good. I'm glad you guys can have your photos, and, and we will have a judge to see who had the best custom figure. Obviously, you. What about uh, <laughs> Wrestling Buddies? Is that on your list? Did you ever no, have those? I, I didn't. Uh, Eric, the other Eric. Yes, Eric had like all of them. Yeah. Who'd you have? Macho King. Okay. And I remember I would plant him on the bed, like in the center, just like the top rope type deal, and I climbed on my desk. I mean, I was a kid, so I could climb on my desk, and I would do the elbow drop on him. I would do that over and over and over. And at the time, we didn't have like a, um, I don't know what you call it, headboards, that yeah. kind of stuff. It was just like those cheap, generic bed rails that had the little wheels on them. And I remember one day my mom was vacuuming and I was a kid. She's like, why are all your wheels broken? <laughs> because I was jumping off the desk onto the bed <laughs> so many times. And I ended up like busting all the wheels. On the, on it was worth it. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was so much fun. I love the commercials for those because the kid's bed had like ropes. And I was like, why doesn't my bed have ropes? <laughs> you know, I think I've got the commercial pulled up here. Let's listen to it. This is the new Wrestling Buddies. Well, new in 91. There's cops investigating a house is what's going on right now. I'd be so mad if somebody got me a big boss man wrestling buddy. Yeah. It'd be terrible. Unless it was the one where the Undertaker hung him. Like if it had like a noose around his neck. Remember the Undertaker killed big boss man? Yeah. I think yeah. we all I'd do. be okay with that one. I would have liked the boss man. Ah. Oh. Would you? Yeah, I liked him when I was younger. I liked his whole thing against the Bobby Heenan when he turned good. 
Big Boss Man had a good theme song. Oh, he did. I loved it. <laughs> I'm going to pull it up because um, Mark Caruso on Twitter wants us to do the top uh, the top wrestling theme songs of all time. So I think maybe next week we'll do that. We'll do a top ten. Okay. And I think he's got to be at least uh, he's at least he's got to be on the. Uh, this is hold on. This is the terrible boss man. The one that was hung. Sorry. Yeah, I don't want that one. No, that's not going to make it. Here we go. Old theme songs. Oh, there's an ad. Damn it, YouTube. Um, but that's one we could definitely want. When you guys did your, uh, I guess, toy playing, did you play intro music for them ever? Did you have a uh, CD of the tape? No. Pat did. Pat. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I would have like the, what was it? The It was like the, the green CD. Yeah, it was WWF like volume four. Right? Volume four, yeah. And it had like Triple H's like, uh, my time is now. Yeah, and one, stuff. two. Is this, this so odd? odd? Here, I found, I found the big boss man one here. You better read the signs. Respect the law and order. He'll be really so good hard information. Times. Yeah, he was kind. Of, he almost like was like a Hulk Hogan type figure in terms of like, like telling kids to eat their vitamins and. Uh, he started like, out as a bad guy. Big Boss Man. Yeah, originally. Mm -hmm. Okay. And his he was in the first line of Hasbro's, and also his Hasbro was super fat, and that's before he lost a bunch of weight. I want to play more of this song. Sorry. Hard time. <laughs> this might be number one. Carries a big, big stick, a ball oh and chain too. So I feel like if you do that countdown thing, when you do that countdown thing, like Triple H's music has to be on there twice almost. All of his songs are awesome. Every song, except for like maybe when he was like his original Triple H, like the Aristocat, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. the, the rich, yeah. Mm -hmm. We yeah. were just talking. Eric just had to take a quick bathroom break. We were talking about uh, theme songs, and how we're gonna do that next week. And uh, Triple H may have to be on there a few times. I can see that. Okay. But you were talking about the boss man and fig well, going with the figures. There was, I don't know, maybe three years ago, four years ago, whenever Mattel first came out with their figures. Mm -hmm. They've got some old figures that they're re-releasing now, and it's pissing collectors off. She's like, why did I have this? And they say it's like 200 bucks. Let's say that's the value of it for an old boss man original uh -huh. series one, whatever. So they're doing re-releases of these original versions, and like the collectors are getting mad because the prices on their old ones are coming down. So um, they, they're re-releasing like the series one of Mattel type of stuff. Um, they're is not releasing all of them, but there might be like the Boss Man is a, is the first one that you can only get. He has the sunglasses, the ball and chain, nightstick. That was re-released. There was a, well, he does carry a big stick. Yeah. He does. Uh, Papa Shango was also released recently, like from the original version. They're like, well, why do we buy? You know, mm -hmm. they're pissing well, us off. Well, I don't care. I, I know, but I'm just <laughs> trying to say that I picked up the boss man. <laughs> all right. So I think we talked about all the stuff I want to talk about. Eric or Pat, you have anything else before you wrap up? Uh, no, not really. I mean, think the, of something I mean, always... video games, as far as where it went, like I, I haven't played in a while. And mm -hmm. the, of recent memory, the only one that I really liked the most was The Legends of WrestleMania, which okay. is, to me, more or less, it's not super complicated for the controls, but it's just a fun game to play, and there's... Like rewrite, redefine moments that you can go with. There's like the different journeys and stories you can do within it. Yeah. Um, create a wrestler. I created so many wrestlers for that that were not in the game. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the game probably has like 40, 40 old school characters. It's mostly based off old school. You talked about creating guys. So the WWF Attitude game for PlayStation 1, that was my first like obsession game. And then it was released on 64, and it sucked because the controls on a 64 didn't work well. 
but for PlayStation, the way the control was set up, it worked out perfectly. Like you do easy combos, and that was one where you started out. It was more of it was kind of a franchise in what season mode. You started out and you would work just house shows, then you get Sunday Night Heat, then Raw, then Pay Per View, then you get the IC title, and then you get the tag from the World, and there'd be guys coming in after you, and then in the middle of a match, someone coming in interfere. So it was kind of the first primitive thing. But I created so many guys on that because the game came out in 97 or 98, and that was one where I don't think the next one came out. Did for, you have, like, a limit of how many you could create? No, you just had a, oh, a, a memory okay. card. You create as many as you want, your okay. memory card would fit. So we created Sheen, and you could write you could write text on their, like, their outfits. So we created Sheen, like, Hardcore Holly, like, all this stuff. We created, like, a ton of guys. It was awesome. Because there there's games. Well, I don't know about all of them, but I know the game that I had, it might have had. 30 spots where you could do a creative wrestling. One guy I didn't create that I should have. One of my favorite. Let him finish. <laughs> God, sorry. Um, I was just going to say, like, one of my favorite things, what, what always happened just organically, because I would create, like, you know, just a completely made up creative character, and he would go on to win every title and just win everything. And he would be so talented, though, that eventually I would just get sick of him because he was really easy to beat guys with. So then I would choose, like, a Dolph Ziggler to <laughs> go up against him. So it's like I created this Frankenstein monster <laughs> that I now had to destroy with a regular wrestler. And it happens every time I play a video game. It's, like, one of my favorite things to do. Well, awesome. I don't know if you guys created them, like, off the top of your head, but I would go on websites like Call Wrestling, whatever it was at the time. And there were, like, these – it was, like, a community of people submitted their – recipe for wrestlers and then they'd get rating stars there might be 10 hacksaw jim duggins but i picked the best one so i would pick all the best ones i'd print them out so i cheated i had bit. to i wanted them to look good i, <laughs> I didn't trust the way that i did it because they looked like crap so i wanted to pick the best recipe i would print them out i wasted so much paper printing them out you know then i'd go to the other room and then i'd enter like every single numbers you know all the different sliders make an adjustment all the different colors and then i would save them like, did you guys ever do that? Like, nope. You made them on your own? Yep. Yep. Much more creative than you. Oh. <laughs> okay. I would never, like, create, like, I would never create characters that, like, were old wrestlers or, like, try to, like, recreate. For some reason, I just always felt like I could never live up to what they looked like and what they could do. So I'd always just create, like, ridiculous, like, sci-fi-looking characters and place them in the game. That, that's what I would do. Well, there was a long time Macho Man wasn't included in games because of whatever beef he had. So I always had to create him, and I remember, well, like I said, going on websites trying to find the best one and then printing it out because <laughs> I wanted, like, as many wrestlers that I knew on my roster. So, well, at least you you were official about it, kind of. I tried to be. <laughs> All right, Pat, you got anything else before we wrap up here? Uh, no, I think that's it. Okay, well, thanks, you guys, for coming over. Yeah. Thanks, Pat, for being on. We'll have you on again, maybe to talk about some of the favorite theme songs. That is going to be high up there. Yeah, it's, it's, at this point, it's got to be number one. So before we finish, Eric, what's your top video game, wrestling game of all time? Um, I have. I think I posted four. Okay. Or I shared four with you earlier. Um, Sega Genesis Royal Rumble is probably my, I don't know, probably my favorite as a young. Um, our, uh, WrestleFest okay. was really good. Legends of WrestleMania. And WCW Revenge for 64. So those are your top four. Yeah. Pat? Um, I'm just going to go with like my top two, really. Well, I guess it would be like WCW Revenge, and then WrestleMania 2000, No Mercy, and then the original World Tour. Those are like five through 
2 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then my top one would be, like, the newer WWE 2K games. Yeah. Just because, like, they have similar controls to those old THQ games. Like, like really easy grapple. combos. Yeah. Better graphics, hell in the cells. There's just so much more to do. And, and the career mode. The Yeah. You just play endlessly. That's mm-hmm. probably why it's my favorite. Okay. Mine's... So my number one, like I said, excuse me, earlier is WCWNW Revenge, which is ironic because I didn't even have a 64. Never owned a 64, but I played that so much. It's just fun memories I have with my friends playing it. Uh, honorable mention will be WWF Attitude. I told the story about a second ago my mom and I went to Target and I got The Undertaker. Really quick story with that. <clears throat> so WWF Attitude came out, and video games were 50 60 bucks or whatever at the time. And <clears throat> for some reason... I don't know why I asked mom, like, hey, can we go to the toy store and can I get this? And I think, like, at the time I was doing good in school. So she was like, okay. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, didn't believe it. Little did I realize this was back at the time when you had to pre-order games because they would sell out of places. So we go to KB Toys, and I'm just like, they better have it because if they don't, my mom's definitely not traveling around looking for a video game for me. So we go there, and I ask the guy, I'm like, do you have WWF Attitude for PlayStation? He goes, I don't know. Let me check. I was like, I don't think so. And he looks and he's like, the sh- like behind the shelf because at KB, the video game's behind the register. And he's like, it doesn't look like we do. And I was like, oh, there it is right there. There's a copy. And I saw it. And it was definitely somebody's reserved copy that I bought for sure. <laughs> so I got that and played the shit out of that game. So that's an honorable mention for me. It's poor, some poor kid who reserved it six months ago. Oh, my God. I hope, I hope it was Randy Schmidt. <laughs> he was looking to play Mankind. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think it's cool because I, with the WCW Revenge game, that we all like that one. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people do. I think do, everybody but, does. But, yeah, I don't, we didn't really talk about it. Because remember, like, we they created those games, but then, like, WWF started, they no longer, THQ no longer did the games yeah. or something, or yeah. they did, but then they tried to make them different, and we're like, no, just go back to those controls. It was mm-hmm. so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, what happened was THQ got on with WWF, and then WCW left THQ to go to EA because they didn't want to be with W. Oh, so the company was with WWF, which is stupid. But, hey, they came out with a terrible game, WCW Mayhem. Terrible, terrible game for EA Sports. So what do you think is the worst game? Ever? I don't know. I mean, that's tough. There's so many terrible games. Um, the original Legends of Wrestling sucked. It was so good. The original Nintendo WrestleMania sucked. That's my dog, I think, with her tail wagging. She went out of the room we put her in. Um, what else sucked? In your house, not good. I don't know. What about you? There was, I don't I don't know the name of it. I was just asking. Oh, okay. <laughs> All the ones you mentioned. Yeah. With those games, like, I would never know what they were because they would just be, like, Faunus or Eric games because I would go over to your house and play them. Mm-hmm. So I would never know what they were. I just knew that they were terrible. All right. Well, Forrest wants us to wrap up. Yeah, Forrest so. is done. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for coming on. Uh, once again, you can follow us on Twitter at PPWPodcast, ppwpodcast at gmail.com if you want to shoot us a note. Uh, I mentioned earlier we're going to do the thing where I talk to people about WrestleMania memories. If you haven't reached out yet and you want to, please do shoot me a note on Twitter or an email. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes or follow us on SoundCloud, PPW Podcast on SoundCloud, Positively Pro Wrestling on iTunes. Eric, thanks for coming. Oh, thanks. (laughs) You guys are about to kiss. They're sharing a microphone. Pat, thank you. No problem. All right. Well, once again, I'm Steve Fountas, and I said once again seven times with Eric. It's all right. It's okay. She's just a little upset. That's fine. She wants out. We'll we'll, we'll drown her out. Yes. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks, guys.